What's up, tea amigos? Welcome to Fresh Steeps, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. I'm a chemical engineering athlete who has been obsessed with the health benefits of herbs and tea for over 10 years now, and I'm honored to lead this journey of understanding tea better. And welcome back to another episode of Deep Steeps, where we take a topic about tea and dig into it so that you can learn more about your tea today. Today, we are talking about brewing techniques and the five most common types there are. So tune in to find out how you are brewing your tea and just how you can maybe spice it up, maybe experiment and learn about a new brewing technique today that you can actually implement immediately. So grab your tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, Teamigos? So in episode three of Deep Steeps, we broke down the differences in the steeping times and the temperatures and what that meant for each and every tea. So prior to listening to this, it might be beneficial if you care to see what the differences are between a green and black tea and what temperatures you should steep them at. Today, we are going to actually talk about the different techniques, the different brewing techniques for each of those teas. I like to classify those techniques into five different styles. Those are Western style, Gung Fu Cha, boiling or decoction, cold brew, and grandpa style. So let's dig into each and every one of those. So Western style, what is it? Well, It's traditional to cultures in Europe and North America. So me being in the United States, I typically use Western style, which is predominantly used with a teapot like this. It's a large teapot that contains a strainer of some sort. And it's very simple to use because you take your loose leaf and you put it in the pot set your temperature on your electric kettle or boil the tea or boil the water on a stovetop, add the water on top of the leaves, and you got yourself some tea. Steep it for the right time, depending on what tea that is. Again, check out episode three if you're interested in that. And then your tea is done. So the nice thing about some pots is you can actually take the strainer out of the teapot and then you just have a full pot. Others, you will have to actually just pour the water out because the strainer is built into the teapot. So it is a very easy and simple process. Typically, it is used with the teapot. However, you can use other contraptions such as a French press. That is also very common. What you, The benefits of doing this, again, simple, easy to use. You can actually get quite a large volume of tea. And you can typically re-steep your tea, depending on what tea it is, for upwards of like two to three times. And like I said, a pot for me is typically gives me about like three cups. I enjoy that. I steep it two times, three times, and that's like nine cups of tea right there. So the second style is known as Gung Fu Cha. So Gung Fu Cha literally translates to making tea with skill. This is arguably the most traditional way of brewing tea, especially in the Chinese culture. It involves using <clears throat> multiple different smaller teaware. So you'll have in the Western style, you'll have a large teapot that you 
do all your infusions and everything with. However, in Gung Fu Cha, you typically have smaller sets of teaware. And what you do is you have a pot or a gaiwan is what it's specifically called to actually hold the tea leaves. And it typically is a more concentrated amount of tea leaves instead of in the Western style, you have maybe a less concentrated and you pour the hot water into this gaiwan that holds the tea leaves. You let that steep for 10 to maximum of 30 seconds. So it's a very short steep time. You then pour that out into a separate container, thus separating the water and and getting rid of or and stopping the steeping process, from which you can then serve to either your, yourself, uh, your guests, whoever you're with. This shorter steep time actually allows you to really get into the fine nuances of the tea leaves. In Western style, you typically steep for upwards of like five to seven minutes. Whereas in this Gung Fu Cha, you really only steep for upwards of 30 seconds at the most. So what that does is you get like 10 steeps, if not more. I've, I've heard of people getting like 20 steeps out of, out of this tea, which is remarkable. And you get to taste the fine little nuances of the tea and how it progresses and as it unravels. And it's a very fun, calming, zen-like process. And these tea sessions can last upwards of hours, uh, depending on how many steeps you do and how slowly you sip the tea. It's It really allows you to dig into that tea a little bit more. It does involve some more tea wear and some time, typically, whereas the Western style, not so much. So the next style is the boiling or decoction. What this typically is best for is it's best for herbal botanicals or tisans. Now, that being said, there are a few different kinds of teas, mostly aged teas, like a pu'er or even some aged white teas, that it can also be really good to use this process. Why? Because what this process is, is basically you bring a large pot of water to a boil and simmer it for 30 minutes to three hours. This actually dates back to the origins of tea. The story, again, if you want to hear this, check out episode one of the Deep Steeps. But basically, the story of where tea was created was a Zen master was was meditating in his garden and boiling water for him to drink when the tea leaves wafted into this pot. And as the water was boiling for the hours of meditation he was doing, he created tea or accidentally, or accidentally discovered tea, I should say. And this is a very traditional way. Like I said, you don't want to do this with one of those lighter teas, like a green tea or even a black tea, because it can become very astringent the longer you steep these leaves for. Whereas these aged teas that can handle this longer steeping process, the higher temperatures, they can actually become sweeter and smoother the more you get it. This is also, as I mentioned, very good for herbal tisans, especially the types that are roots, barks, uh, stems, stuff like that. That's kind of sturdier type herbs. So like a dandelion root, for example, or an ashwagandha root. 
those will require these decoctions or this boiling that allows it to extract more of the goodness and the flavor that we want out of each and every one of these. The fourth is cold brewing. Now, cold brewing is one of my favorites in the summertime. Obviously, hot tea is not always desirable in the summer. Um, It's actually a very simple process, too. It just requires some patience, kind of like the boiling, except for even longer. So what you do is you take a jar. I like to use mason jars. And you put your tea leaves in the mason jar. You pour cold water. You want to make sure that it is cold water poured on top of the tea leaves. And then you place it in your fridge for several hours. I'd say up to 24 hours, anywhere in between. And what this does is it brews the tea over a longer period of time, but at a much colder temperature. So like around 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So some of the benefits or the pros of doing this sort of process is one, you can kind of leave it and forget about it for a day. Uh, you This also being said, I guess I'll start with the con. You do have to plan in advance for this one. So this one does require, it's like, oh, tomorrow I might want tea. I might want this cold brewed tea. However, that's probably the only con I can think of. The pros is it is like a set it and forget it type type tea, which um, some people can like. It's really amazing in the summertime. It's it's a cold drink. You can pour it over ice once it's done uh, steeping, and truly it is, is delicious. I personally love it with hibiscus. I do it all summer long with hibiscus tea. Very delicious, very uh, soothing and, and refreshing. It is a lot smoother. And this is due to just chemically, it's not able to extract as many catechins, which are the causes of the bitterness, the catechins and the tannins. Those create the bitterness and the astringency in tea that we often experience. Well, at these colder temperatures, chemically, you just aren't able to extract as much of this. So therefore, we have a much smoother and more pleasant experience with no bitterness. That also being said, there is less caffeine as well. I find this interesting because cold brew coffee is the opposite. High in caffeine versus this cold brew tea, it's much less. We might dig into that into another episode, but for now, it's important to note that because you can enjoy this kind of all day long as well then. It's also extremely delicious with besides hibiscus a lot of other tisans um, and botanicals but sticking to the camellia sinensis japanese teas which are very delicate in nature very delicious uh when cold brewed so highly recommend trying that out maybe not in these winter months and then the last style is known as grandpa style and it gets its name because i think think just traditionally you found older people to be drinking tea this way. And what it means is you take a large cup of, or you just take a large cup, you put your dry loose leaf tea into this cup, you pour your hot or warm water over it, let it steep for a few minutes, and then you just sip it. There's no strainer, The equipment is next to none besides what you need to heat your water. You have your cup. That's 
and your tea. That's about it. So what you do is you pretty much drink the tea until it's about like a third left and then you add more hot water. This is actually just as traditional in China as Gung Fu Cha is. And it's the, I personally don't love doing this. Uh, It's more of a last resort type thing for me where I will do it if I don't have any strainers or anything necessary to not do any of the other styles. But it is interesting because I've seen a lot of people do it and it's, you can't disregard it because it is a style. It's a very simple style. A lot of people, I mean, I, I personally have not been to China, but supposedly a lot of people still do it this way. And I find that fascinating and, and very interesting because wouldn't be my first choice. Maybe that's just being raised in the Western culture. So that's it. Those are the five main brewing techniques that I like to use or have heard of. Maybe I don't always like to use them <clears throat> grandpa style. So please let me know what your favorite technique is or if I missed a technique that you think is important. Um, In episode five, we will discuss why I choose loose leaf over tea bags. I didn't mention tea bags in the brewing techniques purposefully. And in episode five, we can dig into why a little more. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a great one. If you want to dive deeper into the health benefits of tea and herbs and learn from people like yourself, then join our free Fresh Steeps community now so you can drink the best tea for yourself today. All you have to do is click the Fresh Steeps community link in the show notes and follow the prompt. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you, love you, and hope you have a great day. Peace out.